of seasonal bounty here to serve you another fresh dish given with the secret ingredients of love and affection to serve you up what is looking good in the Victorian food market. So we went off to Queen Victoria Market and uh, we started by having a chat to Rose at Ross Paul Fruit and Vegetables. And Rose is an absolute doll. She's, she set up that business with her husband, Paul, 35 years ago. So she's a real case of information. The first two things I asked was about garlic and ginger. Simple story, garlic. Will not, no local garlic will be available until January. That's just the seasonal facts of the matter. Um, but the top tip Rose said was when you get in those small clothes, make sure it's got the little reddish or pinkish veins on it, not just the plain white ones, because the plain white ones are really have nothing of anything. Because at least the, the pinky reddy ones have at least some smell and flavour to them. That'll get us through till January, hopefully. Now, in terms of ginger, I mentioned because this is especially for my beloved Indian audience who use ginger a lot in many Indian dishes so good for you out there that are doing Indian cooking as well to know that the best ginger to use is the older or the more aged ginger. Easy to pick as well because the old stuff has wrinkles but the younger ginger is a lot smoother and I think they have different coloured fleshes but you won't see that when you're buying it will you so just look for the the wrinkly bits or the is the preferred option because they are as i'm told by the indians they're more tender and and um intense flavored one thing rose was did for us was she gave us both a navel orange to try and these are these beautiful navel oranges i've been talking about for at least the last three weeks now from robinvale here in victoria that you probably have seen the price going up a little bit most weeks this is just an indication of the quality of them because if they're going up in price, it means they're selling because of the quality. And so the, the, an increase in price is just an indication of the quality of the product, really. And I can tell you that was a really good orange, man. Juicy, good rich flavour. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, you could do no better. So go and go get some of those beautiful um, local navel oranges. Now the other interesting fruits she had there was pineapples that was a little unexpected to see them there and at two dollars a pineapple gosh you'd want to have a closer look at them in terms of picking the, the the ripest ones just do what you should do in all occasions and that is ask the person which ones are the most ripe ones they should know it and if they don't know it maybe you're not shopping in the right place she also had some rock melons, which is great because 
You might recall a couple of weeks ago I mentioned the best way to tell if a melon is ripe is what? Duh! To knock on it, like you knock on a door. Now the sound you'll get back should be like a nice hollow ringing, but you want a pretty resonant ring, so it's got a bit of body to it. And if you go and try the rock, knocking on a wrecked melon, if you see one in the next day or three, you'll hear that exact pitch you want because it is perfectly ripe. Persimmons, that interesting, smaller than a goal, a bad golf ball sized citrus type fruit. Um, two styles, a hard or a soft one. Now, how do you tell the difference? Fortunately, it's very easy. Your soft ones do not have a stem and tend to have flat ends on them. And they need to be kind of a jelly-like softness before they arrive. Whereas your hard ones have a stem and they are generally speaking hard. And I don't know what degree they're hard, but this is where I think the best thing is to get in there and use your senses to learn it. So if you, before you eat it, have a feel of how hard it is so you remember. And then you eat it so you know that hardness equals that flavor. And just generally do things like that. And then smelling stuff from the stem end where the stem joins the fruit is another way to tell. Now, the one thing that I had to say goodbye to, unfortunately, this week was grapes. So my darling niece, Neve, is, she loves those grapes. But let's be honest, there has been some issues with picking of grapes this year. and then, So there hasn't been a big build-up or a cache of grapes in storage like there often is throughout the cooler months of the year. So any grapes you've got now will be more or less the last one, just for gifts for a while. So... Grapes do freeze pretty well, so don't be afraid to buy a couple of kilos and maybe look at freezing them. Moving right along from Rose at Ross Paul and moving across to go and have a chat to Costa at Queen Victoria Market Seafood, whose great display, I think, showed that last week's weather was very calm and boats were able to get out beyond the heads and come back in because, again, was a good variety of fish at a, some really good prices. Let's have a look um, at the different varieties of fish to start off with. We had King George Whiting at below $40 a kilo. We had Rockling, $25 a kilo, which is up to $15 less than it can often be. So that's a really good price for Rockling. And that's likely caught from Ocean Grove, I'm told. Oh, and the most loved of all, the Flathead, at a completely bonkers price of $31.50 a kilo which is not just good, that's great. So go and get some of that. The prawns to look for are not the wild-caught Queensland prawns, they're the wild-caught South Australian prawns. Now, these are pretty much considered the premium prawn available in Australia because of the clean, fresh waters they're caught in. Gives you a beautiful quality product. And they are, being a grade-A product, they are given a grade-A price too. So $50 a kilo of, of these tiger prawns you should be getting about 25 in a kilo which is still a really good value and just remember just how good they are when you grill them okay now oysters have been something that have been a bit of a mystery to me i think it was probably three weeks ago i mentioned that sydney had put out an alert that there will be no sydney harbour oysters available for some time some months which i assumed it meant they had that was just after those big rains we had so i assumed it was some runoff of some um, fertiliser which can not just harm but destroy oyster plantations. So that's what I assumed had happened. And so two weeks ago we had no Sydney Harbour oysters available. Last week there was some and this week there are none again. So I think we're finding that it's a very 
patchy recovery and I wouldn't be counting on getting Sydney Harbour oysters and I wouldn't be too worried because you get a better oyster if you head down the further south where there's the cleaner, colder waters, which is what oysters love, of Bruny Island, Tasmania. You can get a dozen of these beautiful Bruny Island oysters for just 20 bucks. On the weather forecast that I heard on the news last night, Friday, they said there were going to be three cold fronts coming through Melbourne in the next three days. And I think we're all, when we wake up this morning, have to agree that there is at least one of them has already come through. So the next two days, there'll be at least another two cold fronts come through. And what does that mean? Well, it's going to be pretty poor conditions for fishing. So the fishing market I described in the report is this weekend's market. It may be different on Monday, so I would recommend that you go shopping for fish today. Thank you very much for your time. I do really appreciate it. And as always, stay fresh. Howdy doody. Goodbye. Bounty of the season, get it into you.